time. It's time. So get your popcorn ready. It will be political. Political. It will be biblical. Biblical. We must stay vigilant. We must remain watchful. So sit back and put your feet up because you're about to learn to discern the truth. Welcome to the Watchmen. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Watchmen podcast. My name is Casey, and this is episode four, and I my title today is going to be Revival. Revival, because I just want to talk a little bit to you about that today. Uh, it's the day before the new year. Everybody's probably got their New Year's resolutions, and I just wanted to give you a segment of encouraging word today. Uh, before the new year hits, <clears throat> it's been a little while since the last episode. And every time I get on here, I say, I want to do one a week and <laughs> doesn't seem to work out that way, but ha, ah, one day I'm going to get there. So first of all, I want to start out with, um, if you want to support me, which would be wonderful and I would be grateful for it. You can actually go on the, my anchor page and they're on there. It says subscribe and you can actually subscribe, give any amount that you want, or you can subscribe for a monthly amount. Uh, also, my Venmo is Casey-Cusick-5, and you can also give and support there. Any amount will be gratefully appreciated, and I am thankful for it. But today, we're going to talk about revival, and usually I go with the political stuff first. So politically, the most important thing right now, in my opinion, is everybody and their brother is all of a sudden upset at Trump because he's supposedly pressing and pushing the vaccine man, not the mandate, but getting the vaccine. I believe there's a double meaning, but for those of you that have no idea what that's even about, I'll just stick with why would he totally kill half of his base? Maybe not half, but a quarter, whatever you want to say, 25% of his base, as well as shoot himself in the foot because he's the one that came up with project warp speed. And if he all of a sudden bash bashes uh, the vaccine, then he looks like an idiot. So please folks just use some common sense in that area. I mean, I don't see how most people don't use the common sense, but it seems like everybody that I know or talk to keeps bringing that same thing up over and over again. Listen, the best thing to do is let it play out and let's see what happens. Let's see what he's talking about. We have no idea. I think I have an idea and I think there's there are some people out there that do have an idea, but let's let it play out and let's see what happens. Hey, if nothing else, he gave everybody the chance and the choice. He's never said he wanted it mandated. And so if you, I mean, that's kind of like God, he gives us a choice. You have a choice to be whatever it is that you want to be. You want to believe in God. You can believe in God if you don't want to. Of course, we know there's consequences and repercussions for everything and choices you made, but you got all the choices out there. So don't get so worked up about that as my opinion and my encouragement to you. But other than that, it's a lot of garbage that's going on in the media because now everything's COVID-19 for the second time. And ha, ah, from what it looks like to me, folks, I think that, uh, all these sporting events that are going down, I'm a sports fan, so all these sporting events that are all of a sudden these guys are testing positive. I mean, I can't believe this is coincidence that it's just all of a sudden this is happening. And it's in other things, and every Hollywood actor is testing positive for COVID-19. And look, I see where this is leading. 
in my personal opinion, I believe that we're they're going to try to lock us down again. Let's see what happens. But I got some good news for you about 2022 as we get into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and I want to talk and I want to start out by sharing Psalms, or excuse me, Psalm 85 and verse 6. And that says, revive us, O Lord, that we might come and rejoice or worship you. A lot of times you hear about revival and everybody that I hear talk about it, and especially my generation of ministers, and it's very disappointing in my opinion, talk about revival. And basically their version of revival is we're going to have these huge meetings of people and there's all these people that are going to get healed and all these people that are going to get saved. And on and on and on. And, and I, I don't see it that way. Because if you just go back to the verse of what it says, it says, Revive us, O Lord, that we might worship you again. I believe this is going to be on a personal level. I, now, look, I personally am seeing many, many. And I've mentioned this before about the, this is going to be a prodigal son uh, generation and an anointed generation. And this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of people that were once serving God coming back to God and they're unbe they're unable to deny mir personal miracles that are happening in their life. And I can't tell you how many people that I'm seeing this with over and over and over and over again. And this is what I believe it's going to be, which will lead to other great things, but we've been taught that, you know, it has to be this large, vast amount of people. Listen, you heard my opinion on what's going to happen on the megachurch movement and what it's already done to the body of Christ. And it's, it, it never was good. It never, nothing good ever came out of any of that. And so uh, I want to go into what I'm going to talk about today. And most of it's going to be biblical. I gave you my political stuff because there's not much other than that politically going on other than Maxwell was, you know, found guilty on five or six counts, but let's see what happens with that. So, you know, it's not nice to, hopefully she, she survives in prison, but, uh, I want to go to John and verse six and it's verse one. And I want to read here where it says, after these things, Jesus went over the sea of Galilee. Now remember, we've got revival in mind. So we're going to get back to them and try to bring it all back in. But it says after these things, when Jesus went over the sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, which I lived in Israel for three years, and I've been right there to it. And it is the most beautiful spot, in my opinion, in, in all of Israel is around the Sea of Galilee. Uh, it is so gorgeous. There is so much beauty there. It's mountainous all around the sea. I've actually not surf, but kneeboarded on the Sea of Galilee before. And it is just really a great place. It's really cool. Tiberias is beautiful at night. And if you eat across the water there, there's a place called called um oh gosh i think it's in gev and uh you can see across the the water there to tiberius and it is so gorgeous because it's all lit up it's all i mean it's dark as night there but you can see the city and you can see um back to nazareth and other places and it's really just a, a wonderful place and i highly recommend if you've never been to israel look they just announced that they're getting rid of all their covid restrictions one of the highest um vaccinated countries in the whole world decided to do a study for what this is worth on uh, COVID-19 and 
they ended up coming up with and they their medicine technology is some of the best in the entire world if not the best and they realized that herd immunity is 27 times better than any vaccines even for elderly and people that are supposedly high risk herd immunity is the best so they're taking away all restrictions and they're going to let they're going to allow tourists back into their nation because they are a very that's pretty much what runs that economy is tourism and it's uh very high on their list but so they were hurting very bad and and so anyways that's some good news because i highly recommend a trip to israel for every christian that's out there because it will change your life a hundred percent so back to uh john six it says and then the after these things jesus went over to the sea of galilee which is the sea of tiberias and then a great multitude followed him because he, they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased and jesus went up to the mountain and there he sat with his disciples now the passover a feast of the jews was near and then jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming towards him he said to philip where shall we buy bread that these may eat but he said to test him for he himself knew what he would do so philip answered and said 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may have a little one of his disciples andrew simon peter's brother said to him there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish but what are they among so many then jesus said make the people sit down and i like it in ver in the uh, new american standard version it says make them to recline tell them to recline in essence that's a, that's the position that they sit on the passover where they're, they're relaxing and they put their elbow down and it's because on passover they're to eat as kings i won't get into all that but it's something very interesting if you want to research it yourself i highly recommend it and so jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks he distributed them to the disciples and i want to stop right there and start out with when god uses us there is a process for those that are called according to his purpose what is that process now when jesus first took the bread from the lad or from the boy the first thing he did and they do this to this day in israel when they on every uh shabbat which is their friday night meal they take a bread they pick a loaf of bread the first thing they do is break it they break it so just like he broke that bread he breaks us he and i want to talk to you tonight about brokenness and he breaks us down to nothing he will break you down to where you feel you've seen this vision from god that he's got this plan for your life you've seen the plan you know what it is and everything seems to be going right and all of a sudden you lose everything everything he breaks you because why because when the plan finally works out you'll know it wasn't you if it worked out instantly with you would think that you are the one that made the plan work but in reality because you've been broken you realize it was god that did it and he allows the broken part to happen now i want to skip back before we read the rest of that to samuel 
And it's going to be 1 Samuel in chapter 30, and it's going to be the story of David and Ziklag. And it says, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there. From small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, their daughters, have been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. Have you ever had a situation that you were in that you wept and wept and wept and you couldn't weep anymore because you had no more tears to cry? It says in verse 5, And David's two wives had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed for the people, his own men, spoke of stoning him. Have you ever had a situation where everybody you, that you thought was for you turned on you? They spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and daughters. But David, the Bible says, David strengthened himself in his God. I want to talk to you a minute about encouraging yourself. When David was broken, he encouraged himself. The Bible doesn't specifically say what he said when he was encouraging himself, but it says that he encouraged himself. Sometimes you have to speak over yourself life. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life. And sometimes you get into a place where you have nobody else but yourself to encourage yourself. Sometimes you got to speak over yourself. Now, listen, every single night I quote scripture to my daughters. Every single night I tell them, no weapon formed against your life is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment shall fall. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Greater is he that lives in you than he that's in this world. You're more than conquerors. You're overcomers. All, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Greater, uh, what else? I said greater is he that lives in you. But I quote this over them every single night. Every single night. And so much so that they can quote it themselves. And I got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I encourage you. You have to encourage yourself. Get this down inside your spirit, man. If you have children, get it down inside their spirit, man. You never know when you're going to need it. You never know. The one thing that we have in this world that's steady, that's true, that's, and that's alive is the Word of God. Nothing outside of that is truth. The word of God is the truth. So sometimes you have to speak over yourself, Isaiah 54, 17, which says no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment shall fall. Sometimes you got to speak over yourself, Deuteronomy 8, 28, 13. I'm the head and not, and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. And I like it in the New American Standard Version where it says I am only above and not beneath. you got to speak over yourself, Psalm 18 and verse 2. You've got to speak over your, uh, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Sometimes you've got to speak over yourself, and I want to read this to you, the whole scripture here. Let me get to it. Uh, and it's Psalms 20 and verse 7. And I'm almost there. That it says, May the Lord answer you. Some trust in, excuse me, Psalm 20 and verse 7. Some trust in chariots 
and some trust in, in their horses, but I will praise the name of the Lord. Sometimes you got to say to yourself, Romans 8, 37, we are more than conquerors. Sometimes you got to say to yourself, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Sometimes you got to say to yourself, Job 13, 15, though he slay me, I will hope in him. Sometimes you got to say to yourself, Psalms 27 and 1 through 6, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that I that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to behold their beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in time, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of the tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me up high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies and around and all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing yes, and I will sing praises to the Lord. He will make a way when there is no way. You've got to speak life over your brokenness and over your situation. Psalm 34, 19 says, many, 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 get it in your head. Many, you're going to deal with it over and over. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Bible says the Lord delivers us out of them all. And going back now to David, whenever he was distressed and he was he was hurt, he was broken. As I said, that God breaks you down. In verse 7, it says, Then David says to out, it's Aviatar in English, but Aviatar in Hebrew, the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring me the ephod. And so he brought the ephod to him. Now, the ephod. When a priest is what the priest put on himself when he was going to do his priestly duties, he put this garment on. It goes over the top of your head. It's almost like a shield, is what it kind of looks like. And even though David knew he's not a priest, he's going to put the priestly garment on. Why did he do that? Why did David do it? Because he knew he might not be a priest, but he carried a priestly anointing. And you know what that means? You don't have to go to church and ask somebody else to pray for you. You can pray for yourself just like you can encourage yourself. A lot of people need to hear that because growing up in church, I've seen it over and over and over again. Nobody can pray for somebody unless the pastor prayed over them. But it isn't that way. You can pray over yourself. You have the authority. God gave you the authority. So then it says, David inquired of the Lord saying, Shall I pursue this troop? shall I overtake them? And he answered him saying, pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover it all. I want to flip over to another part here. The other day I was just going about my normal day and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit dropped something in me. Take it or leave it if you want to, but I believe it's true. 2022 or at the new year here, 2022 is going to be a year of recompense. 
the Holy Spirit began to show me many things about 2022, which are going to be given back. But I am telling you, I receive it into my life because I've had lost a lot of things over the situations that I'm in right now. But I believe God with all my heart that 2022 is going to be a year of recompense. Now, I told you a couple of podcasts back, I heard a couple of words, you know, about a month or so ago, and I kept hearing them over and over and over and over inside of me. And those two words were fresh anointing, fresh anointing. I just kept hearing it like that, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. There is going to be a fresh anointing in the body of Christ. This is the prodigal son anointing that these, all of these fallen away people are coming home because God's ready to do something great. Now, all moves of God come outside the church because, the, well, I'm not going to give my opinion, but it just always happens that way. So 2022 is going to be a year of recompense. It's going to be a year of things that we get back. So it goes on to say that, so in verse 9, so David went and he, he and the 600 men who were with him and came to the brook Basur, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued. He and 400 men for 200 stayed behind. That's a great little word right there. There's so much, there's so much rich, rich text and what's written here. And it says, who were so weary that they could not cross the brook Basur. So many times in life, we want to take everybody with us on our path, but there's people that we can't take with us. You got to let them, let them go and leave them behind. And it could, and so many times, so many times it's people that are so close to you that you think would be happy for you when something good happens in your life. So many times it's people that you, it's family. Because even the Bible says all that there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So you can't take everybody with you to do and to pursue what it is that God has. You have to pursue God. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all this and his righteousness and all of these things are going to be are going to be added unto you. Seek ye first God's righteousness. So it says in verse 10, but David pursued he and 400 men and 400 men for 200 stayed behind who were so weary they could not cross the book. So verse 11, then they found an Egyptian in the field and they brought him to David. And they gave him, think about it. Now here's one of the guys that just took David's men, David's wives and his kids and all the rest of the men's kids. What did David do to him? He gave him bread and he ate. And then he let him drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs, two clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten, his strength came back to him. For he had no bread. He had eaten no bread nor drunk water for three days and three nights. And then David said to him, to whom do you belong? And where are you from? And he said, I'm a young man from Egypt, a servant of an Amalekite. And my master left me behind. Look what the enemy does. They left their own behind. He left me behind because I felt sick. We made an invasion of the Southern area and we burned Ziklag in the territory that belonged to Judah and the southern area of Caleb. And David said to him, can you take me down to this troop? So he said, swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master and I will take you down to this troop. That's another good word because that right there shows you that God will bring somebody into your life that you least expect it that will take you to the place or take you to your destiny. 
somebody that you least expect it is going to help you out and take you to the place that you need to be in. So then in verse 14, it says we made, or, or excuse me, in verse 15, Zik 16, and when he had brought him down there, they, there they were, spread out all over the land, eating and drinking and dancing because all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. And then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So what does the Bible say in verse 18? So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. I told you this a minute ago, and I am telling you it again. 2022 is going to be a year of recompense. And I want to take it all the way back to where we started. When Jesus took the bread... When Jesus took the bread, he broke it first. He broke that bread. After you're broken, after you've endured, what is the next thing that happens? He blessed the bread. So after your brokenness, after you've realized, I need God, I can't do this by myself, the Bible says he blesses you. He blesses you. And in short, what did he do after he blessed the bread and he blesses us? The Bible says he distributed the bread among the people. What happens after he blesses you? He begins to distribute. It's only in this process. After you've been broken, you will be blessed. And then he distributes you. If that doesn't get you stirred up for 2022, I don't know what will. But I'm going to tell you this. What's going on in the United States of America right now to tie all this in? We are being broken. We are seeing our economy tank. We are seeing things that were great be destroyed. We're seeing communists try to come and take over our nation. It won't be allowed. America will be great again because after we're broken, it's only once we're broken that we will be blessed. And what happens after you're blessed? We will be distributed and America will be great again. The best is yet to come for this nation. This is going to be a up and down year, but I believe it's going to be a year of recompense. God bless you guys. Have a great day.